0: I was chasing the most unavailable women. I was involved with straight women, women who had boyfriends. I would get high off of it, you know? I I wanted the unattainable, ultimate experience, which lacked all intimacy.
1: Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. When I first started my recovery 11 years ago, I struggled through the textbook-like material on this subject. I wanted to make the addiction and the recovery from it accessible and relatable to more people by telling it in an entertaining way. Well, I'm super excited to announce I've released my first book, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. So welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Breanne Davis-Gantt. Today I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave are those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. And today my guest is Court. So Court, I have a question for you. Dun dun dun. What is your secret? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, it, well,
0: yes, it, okay. My, my lifelong secret is I am a recovering sex and love addict.
2: Mm-hmm. There it
1: is, there it is, there it is. Which yeah. we, we both have identified with that we are in the same boat, but yours is a little different than mine, which I want other people to hear how it's different. Everybody is so different in that specific program. Why is the secret even bigger?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, am, I identify as a gay female mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, for me, I think the hardest part of it, the hard you know, there's a lot of shame and and resentment that brings us into those those rooms. And yeah, they're not proud moments when we walk in there. So I was chasing the most unavailable women. I was involved with, you know, secrets when they were straight women, women who had boyfriends. So it was it was something that I was a secret, you know, when I was Mm -hmm. with them and I, yeah, it was, I would get high off of it. You know, I I wanted the unattainable ultimate experience, which lacked all intimacy. That's what it was.
1: And you didn't really know this until you stepped into the rooms. That's what you were doing. You were going for the most unavailable. Like you were trying to create this fantasy and turn it into reality, it seems like.
0: Yeah, and there was a lot of like every single girlfriend I had, every, there were six girls that I had dated and all of them were in relationships. So I took them from someone. It was, it was, yeah, it was one of those things where it was almost,
1: I mean, so hard to talk <laughs> so hard no to talk. talk about I mean for me <laughs> yeah,
2: like, for me yeah. I
1: only stole one guy from another girl so I didn't have that behavior I would go for people that were just like single and that I could easily have power over them but you were even yeah. going the extra mile like to yeah. bump, you know so I, I understand yeah. but So how did this like start? Do you remember the first time you did it and when was it? And do you remember? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it was was a big
0: secret. It was a, I was in college. Mm -hmm. I actually, the funny part is I actually had a boyfriend at the time and um, yeah, I was on the soccer team and there was a girl who I liked on the soccer team who also had a boyfriend and we God, I mean, we started having sex mm-hmm. and it was a big secret. And there were so many situations that, you know, people were in the other room, no one knew. And it went on for two years. And no one knows, even to this day, she's married to the guy.
1: And um, oh my God, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's like, it's, it was like that is the secret in itself. Like, I that could have been a whole episode. <laughs> No. I know. So that was the first to this one. day, does anybody know? Does like, not people no. in the rooms, I'm talking like outside.
0: No, 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 no. That wow. it was, yeah, it was a huge secret for two years. And I, at the same time I was realizing I was gay. So it was this, I mean, there were secrets all around that too, but yeah, that was the first one, you know, it was two years and, um, it's so funny too, because when I was on Instagram, mm-hmm. she would still, she would, she would hit me up, like DM me and be like, I had a dream about you. And she's married with children. And you know that, I mean, all those reminders bring up a lot of shame because that, that was a, a very common theme. When I came into the rooms, I realized I had never dated an, an available woman. You know, it, there, it was always, it was always taking someone from someone. Fuck man. Yeah.
1: Do you remember the high of the first time you like stole her from him? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Where specifically were you? Like when I was doing my book, like I got really like the first moment I felt that high of like kissing somebody outside of a relationship. It was like a shot of heroin up my body. And I've been chasing that feeling ever since. So what, like that's one specific moment of when that happened.
0: That's so true. I can really relate to that. That was um, yeah, we were outside of a party. We were both at this keg after a soccer season ended. Mm-hmm. And she was like, You look really hot when you play soccer. And I was like, You lesbian. You yeah. know, I was like wasted. I had no idea. And then I looked at her again and we went outside by this shed in the woods. It was like a porno. It was just, you know, we just unleashed, started making out all over campus. Um, I mean, not to get too detailed, but it was, I started, yeah, I just, you know, I was, I was really into going down on her. Mm -hmm. I would do it in between classes. They would meet up for lunch. Then she would come see me. And it was, God, it was just, there was so, especially sneaking around, you know, because I, I got so high off of it. I just Mm -hmm. thought, you know, you think you're, you're, I don't know. There's some part of it that it makes you feel like you're the best. You are the person that this person really wants, Um, you know, without seeing what the truth, the underlying truth, you know, behind the pattern of it. But yeah, that high, I'll never, I mean, I'll never forget it. And also
1: realizing I was gay was like a double high. I was actually- I (laughs) I can't even imagine how that double high, that double secret, like- because i feel yes. like secrets always make me feel so powerful and invincible yes. and i can't imagine having you know cuz you were still with your boyfriend at the time
0: yes i was still with my boyfriend real life, and and now i was having sex i was actually enjoying you know so it was yeah. it was really God, it was a double secret at the, same, at the same time. Yeah. I mean, then I'd show up to practice and, you know, we'd play our games and both of our boyfriends would be there yelling and we would be just flirting with each other. It was just, yeah, there was such a high behind Were they it. friends,
1: the boyfriends? They were,
0: yeah, they were both on the college basketball team and we were on the college soccer team. So they would come with, like, shirts they had made with our names and numbers. They'd have signs and we would be flirting, grabbing each other's at, Like, it was just... <laughs> it was did tired. you ever go on
1: double dates together
0: like did you take oh it to that god. level we hung out we hung out we hung out we had beers we had yeah like we definitely hung out because those were all of our mutual friends and and no one had a clue I mean there was even a time to get there I mean you already yes. know how unfiltered I am like yes. there was a time where the entire soccer team we had a game we were playing a game god I think we were driving up to we might've been going to New York and we were on a bus, team bus under a blanket. I fingered her on the soccer bus. Like no one had a clue. It was like, we couldn't get enough of each other. And I'm telling you, you know, she still has dreams about it, which cracks me up, but that's,
1: you know, I mean, there's a lot of, It's the danger of social (laughs) media. An old ex should not be texting you saying I I had a dream about you.
0: (laughs) That's why I deleted, yeah, that's long gone. And that's the beauty of program. But
1: yeah, Yeah. that's that's deleted. But yep. So did you guys I'm just gonna end on, but did you guys like was it a dramatic ending to that love (gasps) affair? Of course. Okay, let's hear it. Of course,
0: yeah, none of that ends well. I think for me, it was one of those things where she, you know, you get tired of, of, with that situation, I also lived on the opposite coast. So Mm. the secret kept going, which made her happy and I became fed up, you know, and I wanted to move on and explore my sexuality. Um, So I couldn't keep being what she wanted me to be And she wasn't around me. So being on the other coast, like I wasn't there to talk on the phone, you know, it was like, it it was what it was. So it ended very explosively. And she actually, now that I remember, she actually did, she was like, I have to tell my boyfriend something. So I remember she told him that I think we like kissed drunk and he had, he was like hysterically hyperventilating, crying. And she was like, Well, I can't really get into it. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, like, I
1: can't say anymore.
0: (laughs) Oh, for sure. She tapped out of that one real quick. But that was, yeah, it was explosive. It was an explosive ending. It took a long time before she reached out again. And, um, at that time, you know, I was willing. I was over it. I was past it. But the high was not, gone, probably. The the high was gone. Well it just said. turned yeah, into exactly. drama. That always happens. At yes. like a
1: year, a year and a half, yes. that high goes away, and you're like, I'm over oh. this. I don't want this drama anymore. Every so, time, every yes. time, and that's what I try to tell people. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't get better. The high just yeah. goes. It like leaves you quicker. So yes. let's hit, let's hit the last time you. Acted out in the secret of taking somebody else from someone else that pretty much brought you into the room. I mean, that was my five year relationship. That was Mm. the one.
0: That was the one. I took her from her relationship. And, you know, it was one of those things that 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 was the pattern. Yeah. And the intimacy, the, the healthy intimacy wasn't there. So I spent the entire relationship realizing this isn't my person. You know, and then figuring out I've got it. I've got a problem. Like these aren't the relationships that will serve me long term. There's some kind of intimacy issue with myself. I'm fucked up. You know, yeah. taking full ownership and knowing that I have a problem. Right. But yeah, none. No one knew any of that. That's was she? <laughs> was she straight too? Or the she? Last one? Um. Mm, I don't know if I could identify. She. She's. She doesn't know herself very well, so I don't know. I mean, she's with a guy, but she was also with a woman. Got Um, it. You know, I guess I would call that bisexual, but I can't identify for her. Right. But yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So when you are doing this secret and acting out and t- stealing others, what is, I always like saying this seven deadly sins. Some people don't like the word sin. I don't attach it to anything bad. Oh, I do. You know, I'm I know. a God-fearing gay. I know. I know you are. <laughs> and a lot of my my listeners are, but I, when I say sin, I'm just saying these characteristics, these things that he, humans have. So I don't look at it as yeah. bad. Um, when right, I say right. I'm envious of somebody, it's not a great quality, but I don't think it's a sin. So I wish I could change that word, but I can't, but here, no, I, I like it. I okay, with that. Yeah. Okay. So we got pride, greed, lust, gl- gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth. If you could pick a couple of them or one of them that is attached to your disease and why, what would you choose? Oh my God. There's, I mean, now that
0: I have two years recovered, I definitely, I have three. There's oh, three it. in there. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Lust would be number one. Pride. Absolutely. These are all character defects of mine. Yeah. <laughs> this is so funny. And anger. I was angry at my mom. My mom cheated on my dad, had an mm. affair. And I thought that is what you do. You objectify women, you objectify yourself. So those three for sure. Yeah. When did your mom have an affair? Oh, I didn't find out till I was 20 that she had a one night stand and I was the result of the affair. (gasps) And I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know most of my life. And, um, Oh, when I found that out, yeah, it was, that was bad.
1: But do um, you still talk to your mom now? I do. I do. We don't have the best
0: relationship, but you know, we're working on it. We're working yeah. on it. She's a human being, but yeah, that was a lot of my, that's where I realized a lot of my sex addiction came from objectifying. It was just, the, I was, I was following the example I had seen growing up unknowingly. So, right, right, right. Cause it was subconscious it you didn't from. know
1: at the time. Did you just see your mom very disconnected from hundred percent. She
0: was gorgeous. My mom was gorgeous. She was, you know, men were chasing her left and right. I mean, she, God, yeah, she was stunning. I mean, that was, that was her identity was her beauty, her sexuality. And that's all I saw. I didn't see a spiritual identity. So what I saw was how you what you look for in a woman. And that's what I chased myself when it's not truly who I am. So it took me a long time to realize that and get there, but I still didn't have the balls to admit it to anybody.
1: Right parents, man, (laughs) they can mess you up. But the beautiful thing is, and you and I've talked about it. It's like, they are humans. Like you said, they are just as flawed. And for me becoming a mom, I'm, I'm like, Oh man, I see how hard it is being a parent. And I think that helps to also say, Oh, I'm going to be better. I'm going to do different than what my parents did. Oh, I love that. You're
0: breaking the chain they didn't know any better. They really didn't. And they didn't have access to to the tools we do. And I just, you know how much I admire that in you. God willing, I can be, you know, a
1: parent just like you, man. Thanks. It's it's no joke, girl. Like, (laughs) oh my God, I'm exhausted on a daily basis. My favorite line is like, I'm exhausted. And my husband's like, that's what you say every day. (laughs) That's what you lead with. I love it. I love Um, that. So what do you feel like the benefits of you keeping this secret and who have you harmed?
0: Oh man. (laughs) I mean, I mean, that's all programmed too. It's the most humbling work I've ever done. How is it? Was the first part, how has it served me? Yeah. Like what's the benefit? What did you get from it? I have never learned so much about myself from my mistakes. So the secret while it was immaturely high at the time you know it was that high that i was chasing and what i thought i was supposed to go after it ultimately it ultimately changed my life you know and and the people that i hurt that was very humbling work to do i mean there were so many people that were in tears and in you know i i stressed them out I broke their hearts. I took people from them that they were invested in. You know, they were these were relationships they were invested in and I and I took their partner from them. So I hurt a lot of people and there's a lot of shame in that that I've I've had to really work through and own every part of it. Right. I mean that there's no joy in hurting other people. Um, but it showed you know how they say hurt people, hurt people. And oh, I was yeah. a very, very wounded, very wounded person.
1: Have you done the dreaded step nine yet? (laughs) I
0: have. I just, I actually just turned over my 12. So I, yeah, Yay! it's, oh man, I, I, nine was, nine was tough. There was, it was interesting because pride being one of those sins, it, when you remove your ego from an amends, there's just maybe two or three direct statements that are made. So I, you know, that was, that was, I could write my character defects. I could, my own narrative could be
1: three pages long. And oh, when you remove all yeah. of that, it's like, it's like, like I'm sorry and yeah. apologize.
0: Yeah. And leave That's, it at that.
1: No explanation. Be, no, but right. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the beauty of that for sure. Own your It's shit. hard though. I mean, I remember I you just want to like explain why you did a certain thing or behave right. a certain way. And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't get that luxury. You don't. You don't. You just have it's to so apologize true. and make amends and never do it again. And sometimes yeah. I think people don't understand that we also just make a living amends. Have you had to do a living amends instead of actually talk to the the person you harmed? Yeah, because there,
0: I mean, you know, especially it says, um, unless you were going to injure them or others and, you know, a lot of, I mean, anyone married is off limits. So there was the story I told you about, I could never, you know, I couldn't go to, I'm not going to say his name, but I couldn't go to her husband and apologize. And, um, you know and and those are a little bit harder those are a little bit harder because it it's it does sit with you but that's you know i am a god fearing gay <laughs> <laughs> and, you know that that's one of those things where i really do i believe in god and 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 my spiritual work has changed my life and you do realize that i'm not that person's higher power you know i can only trust that that will be released and um that they are in good hands, you know, and that mm-hmm. all will be healed and and but yeah, and some in some of those amends like it, it the hurt is there, the forgiveness doesn't pop up and that's how we learn that what, what what we were doing wasn't serving us or anybody else. Yeah. So that's also beauty in the work too.
1: So how do you move forward now? Now that you've shared this secret with me, do Ugh. you and I think I've, I've missed one part is that no one else in your life knows that you are in this program still. So there's that secret. So how do you move forward in your life now with, I mean, you know, (laughs) new reality. Gosh, just, you know, know, I I hope (laughs) that's like the million dollar question, right? Right. Right.
0: (laughs) You know, I think that I mean, I, I owe everything about my spiritual identity to the work I've done in the rooms. And I think the more that my the more that it affects my life in such beautiful ways, especially now that I'm coming on the pure recovery of it, mm-hmm. where I, you know, I don't have a fear of acting out. I don't I don't want that high anymore. I think the beauty will be coming more honest in my life, you know, outside of the rooms and being able to honor the program that truly changed my life yeah so you've taught me a lot in these like i mean this is one of those things where it felt you know it it feels good it just feels good being honest when you let go of those sins that are driving you when you let go of those character defects that are driving you there's a lot of beauty and honesty and i think the people that surround you are a
1: reflection of that i agree and i was right Uh like that's all the the on the inauthentic and the unavailable kind of fade away as you do this work.
0: Yes. 100%. So I think that the people that are are going to surround me coming out on the other end as a recovered self, I I won't have any fear of being dishonest because I am proud of the work that I've done and the mistakes are what got me there. So, you know, there's beauty in that as well. And there's a lot to honor there.
1: Yeah. And I think what I've learned over the 10 years is is that shame doesn't eat me up anymore and it's not who yeah. I am it's what I did and it doesn't reflect who I am any, anymore and I have no right. I have no problem saying hey I am a grateful sex and love addict I'm actually right. a right. good person now I wasn't at one time but That wasn't me. It was just, you know, the little scared hurt me trying to fill this need. So yes, I have no shame in that now. And that's why I'm doing this. And that's why I want to have people on like you where it's like, there's no shame if you keep doing it, that there's the problem, but you can always change. And you, you know, you and I are older. It's not like we're in our 20, early 20, (laughs) you know, do we want to live the rest of our life in a secret where we're trying to have power and control and hurt other people? Right. No, there's so much beauty on the other end. 100%.
0: I think that that's, that's where the work comes in. And, you know, there's, there's that excuse, that time old classic of this is just who I am when people uh, are in that space. Bleh. And it's <laughs> right, right. And I think that it's very uncomfortable to face and own. And that's why I respect you so much because uh-huh. every time I hear... Your honesty, that seamless approach to it and who you are now. And, you know, like, yeah, your, your own child is going to make mistakes. But knowing that he doesn't have to be secretive or the beauty on the other side of that is the next generation won't feel like they have to hide who they are and yeah. what they struggle with and that we can all work together because it really does take a village to oh. understand trauma, understand how, you know, how you act out from it and how you heal from it. Exactly.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. You. I adore you. you and you know, and I'm just so grateful <laughs> right for you. Right back at here. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast@icloud.com. podcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.
2: Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with SuperBeats Choose Advanced